thanks for listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Our podcast has tripled in growth over the last year, and we'd like to say thank you. It's because of you. We're growing. The great thing about the podcast is that we're able to cover some edgy topics and discuss them in a very real way without having to worry about advertisers. To keep it this way and to keep it growing, we're asking you, our loyal subscribers, to give. Give at least about $5 a month minimum. Become a Patreon supporter of GP3. We will shout you out and include you in upcoming monthly e-blast. And there's more to come. At least $5. That's barely, what, giving up two gallons of gas a month? Go to our podcast page and sign up click the link to support our podcast you can do it here's the show from GP, Rantuck, Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets, these are voices for the people that don't get to speak, issues, black news, the conversation's deep, shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat, iPods, Androids, or your laptop, these boys swinging for the fence, saying lie, then came a long way from being homies on the block, from afros and braids, and now they at the top, you want facts, this is where I get them from, GP3, RTT, at Gmail. Dot com. Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Ran and Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. It is uh, GP3 Round 115, December. Man, 9th is coming in. Where we are, like with rain, wind... Whatever you want to call it, Rand. What's up, man? How you do, how you how you doing, man? You uh, are you out of out of this stuff or <laughs> what's going on, man? Well, I think um, if this was Noah, man, we we probably in day number thirty nine right now. So. <laughs> in line, dude. Good. I mean, I I think um, Texas got hit, man, because okay, we tape on Sunday. You know, it, it's uh, December 9th. We're taping the show, and um, you you know, you look to the west and you see you know all the snow and everything gathering uh, in areas that don't typically get snow this early. But uh, man, we just been getting rain, rain, crazy, man. But uh, anyway, man, uh, GP3 round 115 ran. Hey, man, welcome back for another week, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> There he is. Gotta give him the GP3 story, man. Okay, GP3 stands for Grove Park 3. Um, the three of us, I'm Rand, um, Tommy B, and Tut. We come from the Grove Park community in Atlanta, Georgia, went to Grove Park Elementary School. Uh, I lived on South Elizabeth Place. Tut, who's a member of Meritai, he grew up on Charlotte Place. And Tommy B, where did you grow up? I was on North Avenue, man. That's right, that famous North Avenue. Famous, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um... We'll go ahead and get into it, man. You got any shout outs for this week? Uh, yeah, man. I got a couple shout outs, man. You know, um, a couple birthdays that, that, that are happening. Sammy Davis Jr., uh, Carter G. Woodson, um, Deacon wow. Jones, Red Fox. Wow. Joan Armatrod, Raven Simone, mm. Monique. Oh, wait. Well, stop. How old is Raven, man? I'm curious. She was born in 1985, man. Ah, okay. Okay. Wow. So, uh, so that makes her about 33 years old. Mm-hmm. 33. Okay. 
And she's uh, back on Monique. Disney. Back on Disney, which I thought would never happen, but pretty amazing that she's she's got um, her Ravens House show back on Disney. I mean, it's pretty cool. Well, you know, you know, you know, everybody's rebooting, man. Whether it's Full House, The Connors, you know, everybody's revisiting stuff out the past, man. You know, it's Back to the Future. So yeah, I agree. Um, she did. She did have a run. I give her credit. Um, let's see, Monique, Most Deaf. Dionne Warwick, Willa May, Big Mama Thornton. For you young heads out there, y'all need to look that woman up. She is like one of the, you're talking about the um, the, the foundation of, of rock and roll for female singers and soul music. She's one of them. Mm, yep. um, Larry Doby, uh, most of you guys don't know that, but he was the first African-American to play in the American League. He came in about a month, a year after Jackie Robinson. Herman Cain. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Hey, everybody, you know, <laughs> the good hey, with the bad, everybody, you know, everybody laughed at Herman. But, you know, Herman right now looks yeah. mighty good compared to what um, what we're seeing right now. Um, yeah, if you say so. <laughs> yeah. Well, Go you know, what we got right now is the garbage. So, you know, um, Ella right. Baker, yeah. um, Stanley Crouch, great writer, yeah. uh, gentleman I've met several occasions. Um, and also Ernie Davis. I mean, yesterday was the, um, the Heisman Trophy Award winning show and um Ernie Davis, a lot of people don't know, uh, 1961 was the first African-American to ever win the Heisman Award. And uh, they, they did a um, a doc. Well, it, it's a biopic uh, because he, he, he yeah. was uh, Syracuse. The correct? Express. Yeah, The yeah, Express. The Express. Yep. Good movie. Check it out. Definitely gives uh, a, a good portrayal of, uh, of uh, Ernie Davis, without a doubt, man. I also want to give a shout out to Atlanta United. Big time. Our first championship since 1995 for the city of Atlanta. Yeah. And they've been around since 2014. That shows you um, they they did a great job in putting that team together. You know, kudos to um, Arthur Blank and and his team and his 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 staff and his organization, man, for really where people laughed at um, him pushing to put soccer uh, on that on, on the scale that it's on in in Atlanta. Man, they had seventy three thousand people at that game. Last night, seventy three thousand at the um, at the dome. You know, at, at what is it, uh, Mercedes Benz? Mercedes Benz. And and that's amazing, man. Because when he first, uh, you you said he came around in, in twenty fourteen, um, people were you know they 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 doubted whether or not he could he could draw a crowd. And now soccer's kind of taken over Atlanta. You know, it's winning. Oh yeah, yeah. For one thing, yeah, it's winning. So- <laughs> you know. I mean, it's bad yeah. because somebody was joking and said, damn, Arthur Blank uh, had this incredible Saturday night and now he's got to deal with the trash on Sunday with the Falcons. So mm, it's night and day, night and day. You got yeah. anything else, man? Oh, yeah. I want to give a shout out to Tyler Perry for uh, taking care of layaway at two Walmarts, $430,000 worth of layaway he oh, paid man. off. That is amazing. Um, Did he get yeah, mine? I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> um also well, too, Tyler, wait a minute, a, Tyler. Wait a minute. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> um yeah. also too want to give a shout out to uh Natasha Rothwell. She just signed a major deal with uh HBO. Uh she plays Kelly on Insecure. She's one of the writers and producers, so she's now gonna have her own show. She has Whoa. a big deal, so we'll give her credit. Go ahead, Kelly. Damn. So what's the what, uh, what's it going to be on what which um which network? They haven't they didn't uh, HBO. Oh, it's, it will definitely be part of HBO. Good for her, man. Yeah, yeah. So she got a big deal. Um, want to give a shout out to Patricio Manuel. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, first trans first transgender male boxer wins a professional debut. Wow. What uh, uh, what weight class do you know? What uh one twenty five, one twenty eight, featherweight, bantamweight, lightweight. You know, one of them. What? She, she beat some Mexican dude up, man. Some Latino guy up, wow. man. So, well, you can't say she. Small weight class. You can't say she now. You know, well, identify. He, yeah, well, he, he won. Identify he gender. won. He so won. Give him credit. Big time. That's that's big. Um. Yesterday, I went to a, 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 a free screening of uh, Spider-Man uh, Reverse, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty good. And I want to give a shout out to the main character, Shamik Moore. Mm-hmm. He was the young man that played in Dope. And he's, he played um, in um, he played uh, uh, Grandmaster Flash in the, in the Netflix uh, series, cool. uh, The Get Down. Wow. And uh, he's from here. Actually, uh, he's in my my daughter's graduating high school class. Nice young man. And um, at the movie, bumped into two people that works with my daughter, two actors, um, Luke James, who played Johnny Gill, a new addition. And also he's Noel Brooks, I think, on the TV show Star. Mm. That's what my daughter knows him from Star. They work together on Star. Wow. And. Tristan Mays, a uh, young lady who plays on MacGyver, who works with my daughter, and um, she uh, plays the main character, Riley. Two, uh, two outstanding young actors and actresses. And what was interesting is they were in the Lego store and they were buying some Legos. Good stuff. Uh, Lego projects and stuff. So uh, great young people. Great, great young people. Wow, man. Just good stuff, man. You got anything else, man? Just star study. Oh, uh, week. On this day, a historical date, man, uh, actually it was yesterday, uh, Thurgood Marshall argued Brown versus Board of Education case, mm. which yeah. changed the life. And unfortunately, uh, tomorrow, I hate to say it, was the uh, it's going to be the anniversary of the death of Otis Redding in the bar case mm. yeah. in that plane crashed in, in, in Wisconsin. And also uh, tomorrow will be the anniversary of both Ralph Bunch and Martin Luther King uh, receiving their Nobel Prizes. Man, December's just a hell of a month, man. A yeah, of, yeah, this is, a, this is a this is yeah, it's it's a it's a powerful week, man. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You got anything else, man? You just rolling. That's it, man. I'm gonna let you That's roll. It, Gonna roll for another hour. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> That's good. I'll let you, 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 you get yours in, man. <laughs> good stuff. I don't have a lot, man. I, I really don't. Uh, I was. I mean, you 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 got my thunder on the. Uh, on MLS, and I knew you were going to mention that for um, Atlanta United, and and people don't realize how how painful it is to not have a championship, or to come as close as we did a couple of Super Bowls ago, to lose it. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't gonna go into it because I'm still. Well, having, you know, people I'm don't still, realize I, I was we were traumatized. Up, they had a, They yeah. had an infamous uh, title for the city called Loserville. Losersville, yeah, absolutely. It was it was on the. Yeah. Um, Atlanta Journal Constitution on the front page, you know, big yeah. bold. So you know, whenever we win, man, whenever we get, <clears throat> excuse me, get a title or an opportunity like that, um, you know, it, it, it's celebrated. So uh, you know, again, I, I I can't say enough about uh, the blank people, right. the uh, blank organization, man, uh, and and Atlanta United for putting that together, man. Again, twenty fourteen. Well, you know what he did was uh, I got to give him credit. Um, yeah. They took in, they utilized what they know for the NFL mm-hmm. and brought it to the MLS. I agree. That's and absolutely and also right. they yeah. did an extensive uh, amount of research going overseas, going to the Premier League and watching how 
they build those teams and how they promote it and that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. all that combined, that gumbo uh, put together uh, was success. I mean, because when you think about it, um, Tom, in the 90s, the Braves had a lot of success, but all those years of winning the the, the pennant, we only won one World Series. Yep, absolutely. Every year, and that's what really made it even tougher because you get almost there, you, you have such a hell of a year, and then you lose in the first round. I mean, it, it's um, – you know, it's painful. So kudos to these guys. Glad they got it, got it under their belt. Now, you know, the pressure, I don't want to say the pressure's on, you know, you relieve some of the pressure when at least you get one. And and now it's just a matter of consistency and, and, and hopefully they can, because, you know, I'm not going to go into sports, man, but I know one of the big things was uh, maintaining and retaining their coach because he's heavily recruited uh, by several other teams. And um, so, you know, hopefully they'll they'll make sure that he's, He's locked down before, you know, before it's all said and done. Yeah. So kudos to them. Well, you know, one of the things is Arthur never loses when it comes to that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope not with this situation because, you know, he loses this. You know, this is going to be a a, a tough to rebuild, tough to rebuild. So you're right. You're right. Hey, real quick, man, I want to I want to just and and I don't know, not necessarily a shout out, but an observation for the week and and. And ran. I, I put the picks up. Um, you, I didn't necessarily watch um, Bush's funeral, but one of the things that really stood out was forty-five sitting among all the other presidents. Did you see that pick with uh, you know forty-five? Yeah, Melania. man. I, I saw the videos, man. Like you, I did not um, see the, the services. I just saw clips of it, and yeah. and uh, that was a very awkward. Yeah. What were, um, what were your what were your thoughts when when you when you first saw that video of him coming in, uh, first you know shaking hands with uh, with with Obama and and Michelle, you know what, what uh, you it know? really starts before that partner when he walks in there with his overcoat on. Oh yeah, yeah, and that part of it, you too. know like that's like that's his shield or something like that's his <laughs> armor, and then yeah. he hands it to the military attaché who looks at him like what? Yeah, yeah. I mean he was even shocked. Well, you know, uh, you know how somebody described it, man. They said it was like The Godfather, like <laughs> you know, like a, a mafia, oh yeah, oh yeah, like a oh, mafia yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. The boss walking right. in, you know, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, like a mafia boss walking in with the big coat on, handing it off, and then, you know, oh, giving yeah. condolences yeah, man, down yeah. the aisle. That's what it looked like, um, you know. And and I didn't, you know, uh, several other people had the same comment. I, I, I only saw a glimpse of that, but you're absolutely right. It was just awkward, man. Uh, even And Hillary was just dead ahead. I ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> I'm looking straight ahead. I mean, and, and the Carters, you know, they just unfazed. You know, it was it was just it's just awkward, man. And and that's yeah. Jimmy's th- Jimmy's sitting up here saying like, "Damn, I'm gonna be next." You know, <laughs> you know? know he's like, probably taking notes, oof. saying like, "I like this. I like this a part of the ceremony." Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. It, it, it also it just showed his cowardice, man. Yeah. It's his his. You know, it it just really made him look bad. I mean, the fact is, like the picture you have up, the way he's sitting, mm-hmm. like it's like he kid. doesn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. It's like a kid. You know, you about to force some broccoli on me, you know, just right. just like a, you know, toddler style, you know, and, you know, it's just right. awkward. Uh, but some and, of the and, people, and, go ahead, man. Go. And it just looks as though it's almost like he's saying, this is not about me. Mm-hmm. Why this is not about me. I, I, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. This should be about me, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. They're going to hope, hope they get my name in here somewhere. But uh, right, they, right. Well, they yeah. did uh, in some ways the way they were talking about the, the accomplishments of uh, of forty one mm-hmm. and what he represented, and, and and then it was just a sharp contrast to where we are mm-hmm. right now. If contrast. he didn't get that message, man. No, I agree. I agree. But all the folks who who should have been there were there. Um, Pence, the Pence, you know, his, he and his wife uh, Dan Quayle, his wife uh, Cheney, Dick Cheney. Can't wait to see that movie. By the way, the one that's coming out. Um, where uh, what's his name plays Cheney, uh, guy who did Batman. I'll think of his name in a minute. Is that is it Christian Bale? Yes. Oh, and Sam Rockwell plays Bush. It's just hilarious. What's what's even what's even funnier? These are British actors <laughs> playing. You know what I'm saying? Playing. Well, you know what? You know, I, I had a, that's I even met more someone ta- who told who gave me a, a lot of insight about that. Yeah. What's that about the British actors playing mm-hmm. uh, American mm-hmm. presidents? And, and what, what was the insight? The American roles are basically this. The British guys realize that in order to make it big, you have to you have to do American roles. Yeah. Yeah. And so for many of them, they're training they're They're taught how to acquire American accents. Well, we, on the other hand, our actors are not taught that because our attitude is a British movie is a step down. Yeah. Well, it's I'm I'm not going to lie to you, man. Um, Bale, Christian Bale is a phenomenal Dick Cheney. I would have never oh, yeah. chosen him to be Dick Cheney. And and he right. is hellacious. The makeup, the mannerism, all the mannerisms, it, it's it's amazing. Uh you know the the transformation and they're already talking Oscars for him, man. They already they're already talking um and even for, you know, you're familiar with Sam Rockwell. Um he always plays crazy in movies. And and he's he's even a hell of a and, and and of course I mean I don't want to forget Tyler Perry plays um, what's his name uh, he plays um, Colin, Colin Powell. Powell and he does a good job as Colin Powell so it's going to be you know I don't I don't know based on timing how it's released it's not going to be a blockbuster movie but it's going to be one of those big year end um, heavily nominated Oscar movies so you know looking forward to it. All right, man. Uh, I, I, you know, really, that's that's all I have. I mean, I do want to hit some shorts, uh, some of the entertainment stuff uh, that we missed, and and just a couple of things. One of the big things, um, of course, um, we we talked about the theatrical release of "Say Her Name," Sandra Bland, the uh, documentary. Uh, HBO has released it. It's now on demand. Uh, if you subscribe to HBO, uh, it's going to be on. Uh, throughout the month of December. And, um, you know, you, you can never show this enough. And and I don't know if, have you had a chance to check out some of the interviews with her family? Uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. but it is, uh, you know, Rand, even to this day, it's, it still pisses me off, man, that this young lady was pulled over for a traffic violation and three days later she's hanging in her cell dead. Uh, and, and, you know, we can never forget this situation, nor should we. Um, and, and it's just, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I gotta give, regardless of how people might critique documentaries, HBO does a hell of a job in, in how they, I agree with that. They want They're one of the best when it comes to documentaries. Oh, they're the best. They, 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 they're one of them and Showtime. I give them credit. Um, they do the documentaries that the other networks are afraid to do. Absolutely. And, and so say her name, the life and death of Sandra Bland, uh, is on HBO throughout the month. Um, they're doing interviews with the family, with her sisters, 
And, you know, I, it's just unimaginable uh, understanding, you know, how the family had to, you know, you, can you imagine getting that phone call? You know? No, no. That's um, and, and, totally you know, when you look at the circle of life, yeah. uh, one of the things that the circle of life, a parent should never have to receive a phone call about oh. burying a child. Oh. You know, and regardless uh, so of, I, of, of a child's background, be, you know, educated, articulate, not, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. The circumstances behind this were just so egregious, man. You know, whatever negative spotlight they can put on that Texas town from here on, they should. Because, you know, this right. is just ridiculous. But I, I'm, I'm getting off that. I just want to let you all know it is on HBO throughout the month of December. It uh, is on demand as well. So check it out. Um other big thing, man, the Kevin Hart issue uh, with him stepping down from hosting the Oscars. Um, did you you up on that? Heard about it? Is this stemming from the, the fact is that he had the Cowboys and Indian birthday party? I don't know about that. This was based on some uh, tweets, homophobic tweets, which, you know, candidly, I mean, this happened probably eight or nine years ago. Um, he had apologized. Um, but the thing is, the Oscars had named him and then they came back to him and said, Hey, you made some tweets, some homophobic tweets. They've surfaced. We'd like for you to apologize. And basically, you know, he went on Instagram, he went on social media and said, you know, I've already done it. I've already apologized. I'm not going to apologize again. So instead of getting into that and he said, you know, basically, um, getting in the middle of, uh, you know, being a distraction, he said, you know, I, I, I stepped down. Which, um, you know, I'm going to leave it at that, man. People have their opinions. I'm just going to report it this week. I got some opinion on it. Um, you know, I'm not going to go on and on, but I think we, we probably will have a show. I might invite, um, you remember um, our, our, our good friend out in Cleveland, uh, Trans, um, might invite her on to uh, come on and, and, and give some thoughts. You've seen some thoughts floating around about it. But bottom line is Kevin Hart's no longer. And, and you know, this was a big deal for Kevin. He wanted to do it. Um, it was his lifetime dream, so it's going to be interesting how he goes forward, you know, from here on with that. Um, any thoughts before I move on? Well, you know, um, I really don't have much to say because I don't know a lot about it. Uh, yeah. All I heard was the controversy he had regarding his son. He threw a birthday party for his son, and the theme was yeah. Cowboys and Indians. And, and he had said something. He, he's He's got a few, and, and I think one of the tweets came out of that. I think you're correct. You're correct. And I thought that was part of it. You know, I think that the homophobic thoughts, the 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 um, the the, in, the insensitivity toward Native Americans, I think those two things combined mm -hmm. um, gave the Oscars uh, an easy out. Yeah. But uh, you know what? They shouldn't the even start it. It's kind of like whoever made the decision should have done their homework before they even put him out. Right. There like I, I, I fought them first. Kevin, Kevin's going to do what he wants to do. Mm hmm. And, and as an organization, you need to determine whether or not are you willing to accept the risk associated with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I do agree with it. They, they should have. It's amazing how these organizations, particularly in Hollywood, with all the investigative reporters, freelance investigative reporters sitting around on their asses. You can't <laughs> hire a couple of those guys. Yeah. Before, um, yeah. Absolutely. To, to do your background checks and that type of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, I, it's, I, it's just amazing that they didn't do their job. It's amazing, man. It puts, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into it. it kind of pissed me off. Um, not not um, 
you know, not the fact that he's stepping down. It's just the whole scenario could have been avoided. Um, you know, it just could have been avoided. That's it. And, and maybe and I want people to understand that I don't know what his 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 tweets were or whatever he said. So I'm not I'm not uh, supporting him in terms of his tweets. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether they were. Hey, I, I really don't know. But the fact is that if the tweets were um, offensive, mm-hmm. um, that should have been dealt with. But I'm more. Con- I'm like you, Tommy. I'm more concerned about. Hey, this process could have been avoided. This thing could have never been an issue. But you know what? It, it's almost like they wanted the controversy. You know, it's it, it, it's kind of like you know some of these award shows are just trying to be relevant again, almost like the Grammys that that they do this kind of thing, knowing that it's going to blow up like this, and you know, kind of put people on front street. And so that so that they can bring more attention to the fact that the award show is coming up. It, it, it just just boggles my mind. But I'll leave it at that. Uh, another thing okay. that kind of boggles my mind um, is um, the R. Kelly thing. Um, y- you know, they, they had the uh, screening, man. They had survivors at this event this week, Tuesday night um, in New York. And um, before it got started, it, it's for R. Kelly, you know, the screening that's coming up for uh, Surviving R. Kelly, which is going to be on Lifetime. And um, 20 minutes into it, man, someone made a phone threat. Uh, it was a mail caller, said someone was in the audience with a gun and would open fire if the screening continued. So they had to basically uh, immediately evacuate the, uh, the venue. Well, you know, I'm looking at TMZ today. And TMZ has tracked the phone call back to somebody in Chicago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Basically, the call was made from a 773 area code um, and a mail from Chicago. So I was joking with somebody on Tuesday. I said, damn, I bet. Nah, he couldn't. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> But lo and behold, I'm not going to say who did it, but go ahead, man. Well, well, we know the dude ain't a criminal mastermind. So we know that. <laughs> He's not a mastermind, whoever did this. I mean, the fact is what people need to understand. His star 69, with, a black, <laughs> black yeah, number. With, regardless of where, regardless of the city, I mean, I, I think that's, you know, that, that lets you know that you got a mental, a mental midget right there on the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Regardless of that, the fact is, this will be shown. Oh, it's going to be shown. There's too, many, there. there's too many distribution channels. Just because it's not shown in one little measly theater, yeah. come on. Yeah. This will be shown. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> so you need to get it in your head. It's going to be That's shown. That's right, R. Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly, what you probably need to do is get you a crisis uh, PR firm. That's Yo, what's what you her name? Call Olivia Pope. <laughs> yeah, that's what you that's what you need to do because this will be shown. Better get pop. It will be Pope. in everybody's barber shop. It will be on everybody's uh, <laughs> mobile device. It will be shown. Uh, Netflix will purchase it. Uh, 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 HBO show it. So you can for, you can forget that. So you can throw that burner phone away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey man, and, and on the on the other hand, uh, now this is crazy. Uh, Connie, what's her name? Uh, Les, Les Moonbees from uh, CBS. Basically, um, you know, of course, they did an internal investigation and they found out that basically he had attempted to mislead, uh, destroyed evidence um, and everything. 
prior to uh, stepping down. So he's got $120 million in severance that's on the line. And I don't think this is going to help him at all. The fact that they basically said that he obstructed the investigation into misconduct. If that's the case, then depending upon how that agreement was structured, then uh, he, he may not get a dime. Yeah, which is that's going to be awkward. What's your name from from uh, Big Brother and from uh, the talk or uh, what's his wife's name? Julie. Yeah, she. Yeah, Julie, Julie Chen. Julie Chen. Yeah. And it's going to have impact yeah. on her career as well. So. You know. Oh, oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's going to have an impact on that marriage, too. I mean, yeah. you, you know, that's probably that's probably she's probably lining up uh, Gloria Aldridge or somebody else. Damn. Damn. You're right. Speaking of marriage, Cardi B and Offset uh, are not together anymore, according to Cardi. And, and basically, Cardi said, you know, they fell out of love. It's done. So, you know, any any comments? You typically don't comment there, but I'm, I'm going to ask anyway. You, you can you can go on, man. That's, that's <laughs> I don't I don't. When it comes to affairs of the heart like that, I I, I take a step back. Yeah, I wish them well, man. Uh, I think they meant well, and you know, I think it's tough when you have this kind of high profile marriage, uh, especially with, um, you know. In, in many cases, the kind of lifestyle they lead or different lifestyles they lead, it's tough. It's tough for them to continue without scrutiny. And, um, you know, might be maybe for the better uh, for both their careers, but we'll see how that works out. Hopefully they'll continue to be friends and, you know, continue to collaborate. You know, I think people want that. So we'll see what happens. All right, man, uh, some White House stuff. Um and I want to really get your opinion, Rand. Um, I, I was I was a bit out of it when it comes down to the White House and following this. But I really want your opinion on the Mueller thing, because here's what I see, you know, and, and even based on the fact that 45 made this tweet that he's been vindicated, that he has not he's been cleared, uh, whereas the root came back and said, the, you know, the root. Uh, dot com, uh, contrary to what Donald Trump says, he has not been cleared. He's been implicated in a federal case. Now, that's what I saw. Why would 45 continue to renew that the probe should end? It's a witch hunt and he's vindicated. What, what are your thoughts? Well, well, first of all, he has to say the probe. He, he got it. You know, it's, that, it's the player's code of code of ethics. Uh, you, that, that's the lie you run with. You just stay with it. OK, run with the lie. You got to run with it. Okay. Um, all right. You got to go all in on it. Um, okay. In terms of the other as the other point of it, I think what is happening is both Manafort and Cohen present a problem for Mueller's staff now. Hmm. Because if you read the documents, these guys have been lying both ways. Yeah. So in other words, Manafort and Cohen, if they were in the court of law, Mueller has an issue because they could not be viewed as reliable witnesses. Hmm. So, because so, these guys, yeah. these guys have lied so much. Are we going down that, that road of mistrial, possibly because nothing uh, is on I, solid foundation? I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, it's skating close to it. Mm. Um. But I the, mean, we're not we're not at know, trial, but if we were to go based on, we, you know, evidence that's faulty, you know, yeah. 
Go ahead. Well, it's not faulty evidence. What will happen is, is that these guys would be they they would as character witnesses they would be unreliable. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. they have lied on both sides of the table. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things that you think about this, one of the problems is when they were running for office in 2015 and 2016, they never thought they were going to win. Yep. So what they were doing was they were utilizing that whole run, that campaign run, as an exercise in generating business. They said, well, all these guys became grifters. Mm -hmm. These guys were looking at the fact when the campaign is over, let's line some things up before the campaign is over so that we are taken care of. I think the legal term is let's get while the getting is good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. And what happened was the monkey wrench yeah. was yeah. the guy won the election. Yeah. Yeah. He did not. And he never they never thought that they would be under a special investigation. Mm-hmm. And so now these guys keep lying and covering up lies and, and reconfiguring lies based on evidence. And it just makes them look it makes them look um, uh, very criminal. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, that's what I think that's what's going on, right? These guys are used to lying so much, but now when people have evidence, data mm-hmm. that refutes everything they're saying, yeah. they don't know what to do. I mean, look at it. Juliana right now is stepping back. You're not hearing him out there being, no. the, being the attack doll like well, he wants. I hear, I hear quotes, okay? But you don't hear, you don't see him as much, and nor do you hear, right. no, nor do you get sound bites from him. You get quotes. Right. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, you know, you, you, these guys are sitting here going like, this stuff is getting real now. Yeah. Dershowitz used because, to be kind of, he was the professor throwing out uh, all the theory. Now he's even backed away from that. I don't hear him doing right. that anymore. But, because know? what we're seeing is Mueller is eight to 10 months ahead of ahead of the media. Yeah. And with all the information they have, and what's happening is these guys didn't know all this information existed. Mm. And so now they're saying, oh, shit. Yeah. Even even you know, Rand, going, I heard they they also have, you know, those those nightly phone calls that he would make from his uh, right. iPhone. They've even got mm-hmm. those. They've got they've got right. the uh, uh, the 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 trans. What do you call them? The um, they've, they've got the yeah, audio the and the transcripts. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, and so they have more than what we know. Mm. Uh, what, see, what, the, what, where Trump and his, what Trump is screwing up is Mueller is using a legal strategy. As I said once before, this is like mental jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Trump is using a messaging strategy. Yeah, and in the court of law, the legal strategy—that's all that matters. Yeah, and his attorneys are very frustrated because they cannot fight the fight that they feel that they can fight because. He keeps throwing things out there that makes that makes all their efforts less credible. And the tweets, the tweets are admissible, from what I hear. The tweets are admissible, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's what I, I I was under the impression that all the tweets are admissible. You know, there's a tweet as, as somebody right. said. There's a tweet for everything. Um, the other right. thing is John Kelly um, step, which you know, you and I have been saying this, going all the way back to the fact. When, uh, you know, somebody said he called him a fucking idiot. I mean, I think, um, you know, we, we you, the, the two of us had assumed it was just a matter of time before Kelly would, would step down. And uh, they've been right. denying it and denying it. Uh, and, and this week, basically, people were ahead of it. 
And finally, yesterday, he came out and said that he's leaving by the end of the year, which um, and the new guy they're looking at bringing in has a connection. Uh, Ayers, A-Y-E-R-S, um, has a connection mm-hmm. with uh, had a connection with uh, Sonny Purdue out of Georgia somehow uh, like, a, right. you know, so. You know, and and the thing about air is, well, and, and one of the things that, that people talk about is Kelly could not stand, what's her name, his daughter and and um, and the son-in-law. Son-in-law. And he had, Kelly was, was really pro getting rid of them, whereas this new guy who, who's coming in is much closer to the daughter and the son-in-law. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, that's who got him in. They lobbied for this guy. Yeah. So, you know. So we'll see. Whether or not that happens, but that's what it looks like on, on you know when you when you look at it on, on face value, uh, but but you know overall, man, I'm 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 just going to say you know from my standpoint, and I keep saying this, uh, you know, the longer Mueller plays chess, the more damage, in my opinion, gets done to the country, and and that's my only concern about this. I, I want them to be thorough, I want them to get it right, but I just you know I just don't know how much the country can handle. Uh, you know, the um, you and I, you know, we, we've mentioned these elements that would impact his favorability, you know, and um, his scores. And we're already seeing it. The, the, the stock market was just volatile this week and it continues to be like has been for about a month. But this week was just off the chain. And it looks like, um, you know, the tweets about. Um, being, what do you call it? The, uh, what is it? What did he call himself this week, Rand? The, uh, what's he doing? Somebody had the magic the tariff, or something like The that? tariff king? Yeah, something like that. Oh yeah. my God. You know, that, that kind of thing spooks the market. And, and it's just right. amazing. Even with the play with China, uh, it just concerns me because those kind of things, they, you know, it, it's, it's almost like he knows, and, and my only my other concern is with the Democrats coming into the House after the first of the year of the year. Is he doing is he maybe making an attempt knowing that he might be on shaky ground? He might be doing some things to make the Democrats look bad with whatever they take over after the first of the year, even though the you know Republicans have the Senate. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, it, it's just I don't trust the guy. I, I it wouldn't shock me, man. I mean, he's, I just don't trust right the guy. now. He's probably he's probably playing multiple strategies, man, because right now, you know, he's getting ready for his 2020 campaign. That's one of the reasons why he, he has a new chief of staff. This yeah. guy's supposed to be um, an operative in D.C. Yeah. So um, and, you know, then he brought in um, he's bringing in a new attorney general. Um, if you notice, he's bringing in more establishment people now. Yeah. He, the oh, problem absolutely. Is, can can those people. Can those people deal with that environment? Yeah. Can they? But but see, the thing is, the more he brings in the establishment people, the more he looks like a fish out of water. You know what I mean? He can't hide. Right. Because these people are going to, I mean, eventually they, they're going to see it for what it is. Because here's my thing, Rand. If Mueller's got something, like truly, which I think, look, I'm going to say this on the podcast right now. It's about those taxes. The taxes. I'm still saying when the taxes are released, game over. Because they're going to oh, be, it's follow the money, man. It's, it's follow, follow the money. money. It's about the money. I mean, like I like I said um, about a year ago, they got a guy they call I forgot his nickname, but he, but he he's known as the he's known as the Godfather of taxes. Oh yeah, he's on he's on Mueller's team. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's one of he's one of the thirteen guys on Mueller's team. And this guy that said, you know, he, his his conviction rate is something like ninety eight percent. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you don't play. You know, I mean, this guy, well, you know, when he when he you know, when he he delves into your taxes, you know, you you, you, you might as well just just say game over. Yeah. And, and I just don't think that, um, you know, of course, you know, we've already seen some of the history of that with the uh, New York Times article. And the Washington, I think Washington Post also did a, uh, an article on some of the shenanigans in the uh, Trump organization. So, you know, we'll see. Anything else, man, from the White House that you saw this week that um, we need to, that we you need know, to mention, um, talk about? Uh, Nikki Haley's um, uh, successor. Oh, Lord. A commentator from Fox. That's just the par for the course, man. <laughs> How many Fox folks she you got in here now? You got the uh, economics guy, Neil. Right. Neil, no, 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 not Cavoto, but but the other one. I, 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 his name escapes me, but he's from the economics guys from Fox. Uh, I think it's Larry Cutlow. Larry Cutlow. Like Larry Cutlow's from Fox. You got the uh, the head guy the over get, communications, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Whatever his name is, I forgot his name. Who 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 took a sweet deal? Bill, Bill from, from Fox. I think it's Bill from. He's from Fox. Now right. she's from Fox. Um, and, and I think there's some other folks who might be kind of in line to also come on board after the first of the year who have a, a Fox connection as well. So, uh, you're going to have Fox news basically in the white house, you know, which is amazing. Right. Yeah. But, right, but, but she has no, you talking has no about governmental background yeah. to the highest level. She has no government background. She's not necessarily dealt, uh, with, uh, foreign, uh, you know, just just to, has no understanding of of how the world works outside of being. Next a thing you know, Steve Steve, what's his name? Steve Ducci. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he, you know, he's he's going to be um, Interior Secretary, Secretary of the Interior, man. When Ryan Zimke leaves, wow, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm I'm just uh, you know, and that's why that's why I always go back to the fact that how long can we allow the damage to continue? How long? I mean, how long can can the shenanigans go on before i mean we're already feeling it we're already starting to feel it it's not just about the economy and you know back to what you mentioned about the stock market yeah. um people don't realize when corporations like general motors and et cetera, the big fortune 500 company when they make these decisions mm-hmm. they just they don't reverse them no they don't you know um those people up in ohio and michigan they've lost their jobs yeah, yeah. you know and the fact is that this guy's is playing a game of chicken with the Chinese. Yeah. Um, you know, you want to say, you get it. You know, and and he's really showing his quote. Remember, he's the master deal maker. Mm-hmm. Even with this whole NAFTA thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, with uh with Mexico and uh, Canada. Yeah. It's you remember there was a lot of there was a lot of noise about it when he was down in Argentina at the G twenty summit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you're not hearing anything about it. Well, basically, the whole NAFTA thing was really a name change. And right. And it was an upgrade to include digital assets, which whereas the old, quote unquote, NAFTA wasn't, right, which wasn't was about made 25 for the years old, 25 age. years old. Yeah. So they basically just took the old NAFTA and made NAFTA 2.0 and renamed it. That's basically what it is. Right. Right. You know, it, it, ain't, it ain't a, you know, a, a revolutionary change. Yeah. So, interesting, man. You got anything else out of the White House? Yeah. Nah, man. Let's move on. Man. <laughs> One thing I do, and, and, and go ahead, man. I, you know, l- let me get to something. I'm going to 
double back to your rant. But uh, you mentioned 538 occasionally, and I saw something this week. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. Um, and it, it, it reinforces a lot of what we've been saying about the rural versus the, I mean, the, the, the urban. Um, and basically, Trump is only popular right now in, in rural areas. Uh, and they went in, there were two polls that basically said that, God, one poll in the urban area, he's down 40 um, and one 28. Uh, whereas on, if you compare it to rural, like a negative 28 and a negative 40 on the on the rural side in the country, he's positive 35 and positive 27. To me, that's just amazing. You know, and and. Um, uh, was it Selter and company in one poll said between November 24th to 27th, they found that Trump had a 43% approval rating and a 45% disapproval rating among adults overall. Uh, but however, his support isn't distributed, you know, in, in equally in all the communities. Uh, in the rural areas, he has a 61% approval rating and only a 26% disapproval. Um, and in suburban areas, only 41% of the residents approve of him, while 50 disapprove. And another poll showed that, uh, again, he was 62% overall, 35% disapproval. But again, you compare, again, the country mouse versus the city mouse in the, in the urban areas, uh, 39% approve, 55% disapprove. So, you know, it, it is still, man, that bubble of the urban areas that really they get all the shenanigans. But the I don't get why the rural areas are still in love with him so much. I don't understand it. But one of the problems is um, a couple things. One, the rural communities are getting smaller. It's more and more. Oh, yeah. People are moving to the suburban or the urban areas or the suburban areas are, are going out to the rural areas. And, and let me say this, Rand. Okay. He can't win being rural only. He can't win if it's rural. Right. He only. can't he can't win. Mm -hmm. But the challenge is. Is that the rural voters vote at a very high rate. We're talking 80, 90 percent. Yeah. Where as urban and suburban are voting at 40 and 30 percent. Yeah. So, you know, as, as a guy told me many years ago about um, these single issues, he says, you can protest, go out in the streets all you want to, but my people going to vote. Yeah. And so that's where, you know, th that's where it, it really rubs me. I, those numbers, they should shock me, but I'm not shocked. You and I have been in parts of Georgia outside oh, yeah. of the major metro area. That's all you see is we Trump, see Pence. When you go outside of the right. ATL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you see it. And so you understand it. But, you know, if people don't vote, it, it really doesn't mean much. Mm -hmm. I agree. So what, what do you think it's going to take, man, for the, the country mouse? <laughs> I say the city mouse, country mouse. What's it going to take for the country mouse to wake up and see what's really going on? Because here's my other thing, Rand. I never understood this. He always made fun of rural areas as a New Yorker and all, even as a um, as as a tycoon. I don't know how That's right. he always I mean, you know, you probably find sound bites from the, the 80s and 90s 
where he always looked at himself as a city guy. So it, it's, it right. amazes me how the rural areas have made. Now, if he were from there, if he was part of that, but he really isn't even from that. You know what I mean? It's like Bush was able man. Bush was able to be, even though the Bush family is from what? Kennebunkport? No, I mean, Bush's family is really from Connecticut. They're from Connecticut. But when Bush ran for, I remember when Bush ran for governor, he was Texas. You know what I mean? The W. Right. Now, now, now I'll put it like this. 41 and Barbara were, were from New England. Yeah, from New England. But those, kid, those kids were actually, they are Texans when you yeah, really they, think about it. I they mean, grew up. 40, 40, 43 was born in Odessa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they are Texans. But, you, but you're absolutely right, though. When you look at his pedigree, uh, when you go to Phillips or and you go to Yale, yeah, that doesn't scream Texan. They don't. They don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it it's just it boggles my mind that the uh, again the country mouse embraces the city guy as their own, and and and, he's, and again, he's a it's, con artist because man. because you you know we we've said this time and time again it's a culture war. That's how you win. You make it a culture war. It, it's become more of a culture war, war than it is about the real issues. And, you know, the that's cu- right. The culture ain't going right. to feed your family, man. That's all I got to say. That's y'all, right. Y'all. He he has made it about the pain of, the, of, of these people out there. I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, these and, jobs, and, man, and, these jobs reports are starting to scale off. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't want it to go bad. Nobody wants it to go bad. You know, um, you know, we, we all want a, a solid economy. You know, we all want that positive economy. But, you know, again, um, whew, with 45 at the helm, it, it's tough to swallow. All right, man, you got anything? What's on your rant side? Well, man, just a little thing. I was listening to NPR uh, the other day and they had this article, man, that really um, I listened to. It's called Annoyed Baltimore Drivers Want City to Crack Down on Squeegee Kids. Oh, okay. oh okay. The the kids at the uh at the, the red kids light at the intersection that yeah. that do your windows for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they you know, they had all these people talking about these kids and, and you know, when it when you was really listening to it, it was really not about these kids, it was more about race. Mm. You know, they they talk, they say these kids are doing aggressive panhandling. It's in the form of aggressive panhandling. And when you talk to the kids, these kids are doing this to help their families out. Yeah. And these kids are basically saying, do you want me to rob you? Do you want me to sell drugs versus me going out here trying to make an honest buck? Now, is it dangerous what they're doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going out there in the street. I mean, a couple kids have been hit. Um. You know, my thing is to to the people who are complaining. And this goes to the city, the city founders, uh, the city fathers. Now, where's it happening? Come again? up with Where, some, where's it happening again? In Baltimore. In Baltimore. And this is, yeah. I mean, I've seen it in other cities. Yeah, I we mean, used to. I, they shut it I've down. It. it was happening around around the ATL, um, and and they were they were yeah, able to yeah, enact yeah. some laws. I yeah. mean, because one of the things is, I mean, it's funny though how they they are harassing these kids. But what about Johnny, who sets up the lemonade stand, who has not, who has not, um, who, who does not uh, adv- go by the adhere to the rules of food preparation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, 
you know, the, the, the food and health board, whatever it is, organizations are, these kids are not applying for licenses. They're, they're setting up lemonade stands. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But my thing is, if this is such an issue, let's really delve back. What is the issue? The issue is that these kids and their families need help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They need Why don't you provide jobs for them? Yep. Agreed. You know? Provide if you provide jobs for their families, guess what? You wouldn't these kids may not have to work mm. for their families. Yeah. And it, it could be something very easy. The first thing, as I always say, the issues are always at your front porch. Mm-hmm. Go into these communities and put job training programs together so these people can start rehabbing their own communities. Once they start rehabbing their own communities, guess what? They get community pride. Yeah. You know, it's it's it's, it's very simple sitting there chastising, saying that these kids are aggressive, panhandling, it's a form of, of uh, extortion. Figure out, find out what's wrong. Yeah. And help kids out. Like the kids say, I could either be robbing you or selling drugs. Which would you prefer? Well, you know, you know what's weird? And, and this, it's odd that you even mentioned this, um, the whole squeegee thing. That was like 20 years ago. I, I, I remember that coming up um, in the ATL. And Baltimore is just kind of like, you've been to Baltimore, right? Yeah. Baltimore Baltimore and D.C., it boggles my mind how different those cities are. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And and sometimes, I mean, I slipped over. I had to stay in Baltimore one night. It was like the land that time forgot. I couldn't believe that Baltimore was so connected. Or it so looked like close. Beirut, man. It's like a war zone in certain communities <laughs> so, in Baltimore, man. Yeah, I mean, so, you can go up there. If you're a real estate investor, yeah. you can go up there and buy a whole block of row houses for under 100 grand. Wow. And see, that's what amazes me because you're absolutely right, man. Ultimately, um, you know, those folks have to decide, decide are we going to offer these kids opportunity or are we going to let this hap- continue to happen? And ultimately, what it's got to come down to is the community. Uh, you know, you can't you can't wait on the government to make it happen. In this case, it's going to have to come down to, you know, the nonprofit community and the youth based um, faith based community as well. They, they're just going to have to understand that this is an issue that they need to take care of, um, you know, because even even with the laws and, and, and the changes, that's not putting money in their pockets. That's just I mean, you're absolutely right. It's already crime rates already sky high there. But you're seeing. I see D.C. elevating where Baltimore is like stand, standing still. It's an interesting it's just an interesting dynamic that amazes me considering the proximity. It amazes me. Two well, different I mean, we, we could say the same thing about here in Atlanta, man. When you look at East Point and College Park, I mean, they're so adjacent to Atlanta. Yeah, but, like but I see hope. World. I still see hope in those cities because there's a plan for development there there's there are plans and maybe there's plan there's a plan there but you don't have kids running up on the windows doing squeegee to get you know like uh like vietnam you know uh to, to try to feed their families that's ridiculous it's like a third world country that's crazy that's right yeah man that's, that's, that's right nuts. what else you got it's crazy that's it man i mean i mean that's that's only i mean that, that really hit me right there man and I was me. thinking about another <laughs> thing, man, and uh, I decided that this was more important. Okay. Well, what else you had? Give me a. You want to give me a sample, a hint? <laughs> well, you know, I was uh, another program. Um, it's an interesting thing. Um, locking up uh, prisoners in the, prisoners in the penal system in Alabama. 
Mm. Um, you know, just because I think the, the quote was just because I'm locked up doesn't mean my mind is not locked up. Mm. And um, so they're talking about providing free college education mm. to uh, people in the in the criminal system beyond GED. Mm-hmm. And I kind of see that I, I, I can kind of debate that both sides because I'm looking at, OK, you have individuals who who committed a crime against society. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to give them an opportunity to get a free college education where we have so many kids out here who have not committed a crime against society. Yeah. And we're not providing them a free education. Yeah. So well, in the guys in the penal system, my taxes are keeping that system going. Your taxes are. Yeah. And so I, I understand the need for recidivism, reforming these individuals. I mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, we have individuals out here who are just as hungry to succeed, but there's no programs to help them in the same manner. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm they're not look getting, at it. Yeah. They're not getting three meals and they're not getting three hots in a cot. Plus in free education. Yeah. And and I'm going to look at it from this standpoint. Uh, Alabama has such, again, I use the word egregious histories. (laughs) I mean, their their history of of uh, of fairness has been uh, so imbalanced that any opportunity like this to do good in, in the state of Alabama, I'm for it because of the fact that they've done so much wrong for so many years. And, and, you know, when you, you need only look at Sessions and, and some of the things that he stood for historically, and, and, and maybe this isn't a bad idea. I agree with you. I think they probably need to take a look at what the individual's in for. And, you know, maybe, you know, petty crimes uh, or, or, you know what I mean? I mean, they can scale it based on the crime, you know, in terms of what they can offer. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm not saying don't don't, don't support these individuals, yeah, but yeah. to your point though, that there has to be some equity in this. Yeah, there there has to be. I mean, I, I but I think um, I'm all for reform, especially in Alabama. I lived in Alabama for well, resided to some extent, school, and um, there there's just a, there's a bunch of stuff, a, a bunch of wrongs that need to be righted. You know, need to be cleaned up based on leadership there. You know, we ain't got it. We ain't got to go into the history. You know. Yep. All right, y'all. Um, check us out, man. C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S.net. Castropolis.net. We're on all social media. Um, SoundCloud, uh, Tuned In, iTunes, and of course, uh, Spotify. Uh, we appreciate you following us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, definitely, uh, if you have any uh, feedback you'd like to leave, leave us uh, via voicemail, uh, that information's on our Instagram. But if, in case you need it, it's 413-556-9546. 413-556-9546. Don't forget, if you want to support us, our Patreon information's on the page. And, and uh, I think that information comes on before the show starts. So I won't go into it. And it's also on all of our social media as well. You'll, you'll have a link where you can go in and support us there. Rand, hey man, uh, appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, child, listeners out there, right quick, you know, yeah, man. this could be one of the best Christmas gifts you can do. Just share us with your friends. That's it, big time. Just share, share us with your friends. That's all. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's a gift. It's not going to cost you a dime. Yeah, I agree. Share us with your friends. Just do that. Rand, what else you got, man? We're gonna wrap this thing. 
um before before we go you got oh any- man i mean um I, you know just again want to thank our, our listeners out there the ones who who's, the two or three that keep sticking with us <laughs> um, i want to thank thank all the listeners for again allowing us to uh occupy your time and, and allowing us to share our views and thoughts and opinions you know we don't do much fact checking anything like that but hey keep us honest and uh as tommy b said um check us out on all those platforms and uh share us and uh you know in, in 2019 i promise you we will we will we will make the show better absolutely on that man uh round 115 is in the can and we out of here peace all right You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SB the G, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.